0: guys, and welcome back for another episode of the Social Hour Podcast, a podcast for sewists by sewists. I'm your host, Ashley.
1: And I'm your host, Bethany. And on today's episode, we're going to answer the question that I get the most, Mm -hmm. which sewing machine should I buy? And why does Bethany always get asked this question (laughs) all the time? (laughs) I mean, I I work with a lot of sewing machines, so... But I mean, when people come to me and ask me, I have several questions that I kind of go through to even just start pointing them in the right direction. And I'll be the first one to tell them, like, hey, you need to figure out, like, what's your budget? Mm -hmm. What are your must have features that you can't live without? hmm. What type of sewing are you going to be doing? Like, you know, do you want the ability to do other things in the future with this machine? Like maybe you're quilting now, but you want to be able to make a bag in the future. You know, mm-hmm. like those kind of things are important to consider before you buy a machine. Yeah. And then I want you to like go do all the research um, and we're going to talk about those things and dive in deep in this podcast. Um, I also went on my stories on Instagram and pulled the audience, I pulled my followers and I said I want to know your honest feedback about your experience with the machine that you purchased. Did you do you wish you had gone a different route? Do you wish you had done more research? Are you super happy with it? Do you feel like you overbought or underbought and you could you know, you, you I wanted all of the feedback mm-hmm. and boy did I get it. I got so many DMs and I love it because it was good for me to know where people feel. Like some people are so pleased with their decision. Some people are like, "What was I thinking?" Mm-hmm. <laughs> I just was in such a desperate need for a machine cuz mine broke all of a sudden. So impulse buy. Like there's and and they shared their favorite features, which I'm going to share a kind of a synopsis of this feedback because I got so much. I don't have we don't have time in this podcast to go through every single one, but there was an overall arching theme Mm. of like the feedback that I got. And so um, I'm definitely going to share that with you all during this podcast. Um, But before we dive into this topic, Ashley and I have a new, (laughs) a new little thing that we're going to be doing here on the podcast. Um, If you missed it in my stories, um, you in the initial announcement, um, we are going to start a sewing confessions. This is a place for you to anonymously submit mm-hmm. your confessions sewing related. Okay. I don't need to know all your personal tea, but you're sewing confessions <laughs> and we just, it's fun, right? It's fun, but it's also a little spicy and, um, there's no, no confession too big or too small. And we want to hear it. This is a safe place to air out whatever you want to share, whether it's a bad habit of yours and you just want to own up to it, but not be named. That's fine. Um, Maybe it's uh, you skip some steps and took the roundabout way to do something. I don't care. Maybe it's an opinion that you want to share. You Mm -hmm. know, we, we will read through them. And every week on the podcast, we will pick one confession to share It'll be the last little snippet of our podcast. And so stay tuned for that at the end, because I think we're going to share two this time, because it's our very first time doing confessions. And these two kind of go hand in hand. Yeah. So we're going to share two. (laughs) Um, Again, they're anonymous. So if you ever want to submit a confession, you just have to go to our website to submissions and you'll see the confessions. It doesn't ask for your email. It doesn't ask for your name. So unless you put that in the confession box, Mm -hmm. we won't know who it is. So... You know, yeah. you put it in there, we might tell, but don't put it in there. We don't want to know. Um, just leave your little information and move about your day. Get it off your chest.
0: Yeah, for sure. I'm sure you guys have some things in there that you haven't told a single soul. I know one of my confessions is that I always snip my serger tails. And I will own Ooh. up to that confession. I never thread them.
1: <laughs> I don't ever thread them either. Um, I will tie them in a knot and then nope. snip them. No
0: way. People hate me for it, but
1: (laughs) that's and that's a
0: mild confession. I got that is pretty mild. I got more.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Are you going to submit your own confessions that are anonymous?
0: You will never know.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I love it. I love it. I'm so excited for these confessions. I haven't even like looked at all of them yet. So, but we picked out two for today. So. (laughs) <laughs> Y'all are going to love this. All right. So today's topic is which sewing machine should I buy? And we're going to kind of dive right in. Um, but first, Ashley, I want to know, like, are you, are you pleased with the machine that you've purchased and invested in? Or do you wish you had gone a different route or done more research? What where, where are your feelings on your personal machines?
0: I splurged on my machine. But I, I started with a beginner. And I knew that that was going to get me so far. And then the, the second one that I purchased was the baby lock Presto two. And it is like a, dr- a dream. It's just, it's so beautiful. I love it so much. I have no, zero regrets that scissor cut button. Oh man. Slice game of heaven. Changer. It is. The game changer. <laughs>
1: yeah, oh, I know. I can't live without it. Um, I would say, okay, this is a hard question for me to answer. I You've love a lot of machines. Well, I don't I only own yeah, two that mm-hmm. I've purchased through the company. I own a top of the line Fof Creative Icon 2 sewing and embroidery machine. It is a beast. It's got a whole computer. It is. It's got AI. <laughs> it's got a camera. It's got a grid projection system. It can do more than I can do, okay? It's great. Mhm. It's beautiful. It's fun to sew on. It makes all the pretty sounds and it's got all the bells and whistles it's got a built-in walking foot like the idt system there are definitely things i love about it is it way more machine than i need absolutely Mm -hmm. but reality is i work for the company i do get an employee discount and the only way i could have ever afforded that machine was because of that Mm -hmm. it's ridiculously expensive um but rightfully so because of what all i can do so i just took advantage of the opportunity Of my job and was like, well, I need a new machine Mm -hmm. and I really like it. Yeah. I I love
0: it. If you didn't, I'd be mad at you.
1: (laughs) I love it. But um, I think the only thing that I kind of wish I had now was like that I own personally that isn't owned by the company Mm -hmm. is a machine that I can travel with because this Mm -hmm. machine is so big. It is so big. It is so big. Yeah, I brought it to, brought to it the sewing together. retreat yeah. last June and it was like the biggest suitcase, like bigger than anybody's clothing suitcase. Like it's freaking huge. And it mm-hmm. takes like two people to lift it. And that's just the sewing machine. That's not even the embroidery arm. Yeah, it's it's ridiculous, mm-hmm. but it's great. And I love it. Um, and the other machine that I have is my Husqvarna Viking Amber Air S600 It's an Mm -hmm. air thread top of the line serger, computerized. It literally auto sets my tension, my differential feed. I just tell it what fabric I'm using. Again, it's a top of the line machine I got for my discount, and I will be buried with that machine. I've never felt so strongly about a sewing machine in my entire life. If anybody has the budget for that machine, go get it. Mm -hmm. That's all I have to say. Um, So, but I've had, I've had, beginner machines. I've bought machines from Costco before. I've I've had those and I've had no issues with those either. And no, I yeah. work with our Singer machines, our entire Singer line of machines, and there's machines that I reach for when I have a choice of which machine I can sew a project on because sometimes I'm told because of what we're promoting. Mm-hmm. Um but if I have a choice of which machine I can sew on, I'm I mean I I'm going to go for a Singer heavy duty computerized machine every single time Mm -hmm. um the other day when i was sewing up that satin bias cut skirt that has an invisible zipper in the side it's the capri skirt by made for mermaids and i wore it on my hsn airing um i realized i didn't have an invisible zipper foot for my foff, and i was like well i don't want to sew an invisible zipper without an invisible zipper foot because that's just not fun but i had a singer one and my heavy duty was sitting right there next to it um on my cutting table so i just sewed it on that like that i did you know i don't need a fancy machine to sew up that skirt is my mm-hmm. point so um you know i I, sew, I used three different machines on that one skirt it's kind of funny so let's kind of dive into the first part of picking a machine right so mm-hmm. whether you're a beginner and you're not sure Um, what machine to start out with, or whether you're looking to upgrade. I had a lot of people message me saying, look, I have been using this hand-me-down that I got, but I'm actually considering upgrading to something new. I just don't even know where to start. So this podcast episode is truly great for you, okay? Understanding your needs. So this is where we want to assess like individual sewing needs and preferences. So as Ashley mentioned, she's like, I can't live without the scissor snip button now Mm -hmm. that I have it. So yeah. that is a big part of it. Um, different types of sewing machines for different purposes too, right? So um, you you may be a quilter or you may be a bag maker. You need to pick a machine that's going to be able to sew what you are wanting to sew.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, and then the other thing to keep in mind is budget. So if you know what your budget is, that can kind of help direct you as well. So those three things I would recommend writing down on a piece of paper, like, these are the, the, the deal breakers. If the machine doesn't have these features, I don't even want to look at it and consider it. It has to be in this price range and it has to be able to sew through these materials yeah. or it has to have a built-in walking foot for my quilting, or it has to have those kind of features that are like a deal breaker for you. Um, I would say for me, I mean, I have mechanical machines here that I use all the time. Um, and I've owned mechanical machines before. But now that I've experienced computerized machines of all calibers, entry-level to top of the line, I don't think I would ever purchase anything other than a computerized machine mm-hmm. ever again. So I kind of want to dive in a little bit more to the differences between a mechanical and computerized machines because I get asked this a lot. And there are mm-hmm. people who are like diehard mechanicals who are scared of computerized machines. And I think people get overwhelmed by them. And then there's people like us who have taken that leap of faith and never want to look back. So I kind of want to debunk some of the myths that go along with like the computerized machines. Like I've heard people say, well, there's just too much more to break. And I'm like, well, I mean, I can see that, but at the same time, like I push the straight stitch or I push the zigzag and it automatically sets my stitch length and stitch width. And I don't have to turn all these knobs hoping that I've got the right settings Every single time and that I didn't forget something like it just makes for me, a computerized machine makes the sewing process so much easier. It takes some of the guesswork out of it. And yeah. I, I feel like for a beginner, it is easier to use because you don't know what the standard stitch settings are for straight stitch or zigzag. Right, for like sure. you don't know what the baseline is and right, yeah. computerized machines tell you that. Um, computerized machines also typically have like one step button holes.
0: I know. Meaning
1: you just hit go, and it makes the whole buttonhole. Whereas, like mechanical machines, may have like three steps that you have to complete, and you got to figure out all three steps in the right order, and and or more, four steps or something. And so, what's well, like one are... side, the other side, front, and yeah. back, right? No, yeah, it that. can be a little cumbersome. Um I. It's also for me. I feel like computerized machines are quieter. Yeah. But yeah. Do you feel that way? Mm-hmm, um, I, I don't know. I I feel like I get more features. Um, mm-hmm. Some of the features that um, I love about computerized machines that are pretty common on a lot, not all, but a lot is, and this is one of the feedbacks that I got from all the DMs that I got is I, is the speed control mm. cannot live without speed control
0: hmm. It's great so when you don't have a computer,
1: right? Yeah. So if you don't have a computerized machine, what that means is there's like a slider or something that will allow you to control how fast or how slow your machine can go, meaning mm-hmm. no matter how hard you push down on that foot control. Whatever speed you set it to, it will not go past that. So, if you're a beginner, you can really control the speed and slow it down until you get comfortable with the machine and learning to sew, and then you can gradually speed it up. Um, Or if you're doing something really delicate and intricate, you don't want it to get away from you. Mm -hmm. um, Again, you can slow it down so you can get in that comfort zone. Um, I personally just leave it at the top speed. Yeah, me too. I have been
0: sewing for years, so
1: I have a need for speed. I love to go fast. I'm a pedal to the metal kind of girl. And
0: that applies I, to
1: other areas of my life.
0: Well, I, I keep mine at full speed, but I think I'm ai I sew like halfway. Like, well, I and
1: I've gotten comfortable with my foot control. Like my, my <laughs> machine and I know each other. We're in sync. I've learned its sounds and its moods and its sensitivity. And I know like how much I need to push or how much I need to let off to right. you know, Control the speed if, by the foot.
0: If it starts to struggle, then it's like, okay. Yeah. No, kind but of it's like, um,
1: than... you know, I rented a car recently when I was in Florida and, you know, every time you get in a car, that's not your own, I hate that feeling. you always like hit the gas too hard or hit the brake too hard or yeah, something. And it's like, different. yeah, <laughs> it's I know. Brake like check. You have to relearn so it quickly. Yeah. You're going to have to get used to that, that pedal. Like, every car is a little different. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's the same for a sewing machine. It is. It really, it really is. is. So that's a feature that is on computerized machines that I love. Another feature that's not on every computerized machine, but it's on a lot of them Mm -hmm. is the scissor snip button, which means it cuts my threads for me. So I don't have to waste thread. I don't have to pull it out and then clip it on the side of the machine where you find my snips that are always missing and cut my threads. I just hit a button. It goes and cuts my threads for me.
0: Mm -hmm. And it
1: pulls them to the back. So, um that's the other does, nice part. It, it pulls it all to the back and yeah. to the same side. So if you wanted to tie it off, you could, or if you just want to like cut them short, wait, you wait. can.
0: When you are using that machine, if you don't want your threads to be brought to the back, then don't use the sc- scissor snip button. Yeah. 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 Because but when I, I do mean, it at the gathering or whatever, oh, I sometimes yeah. forget and I press it and I'm like, <sighs> ah, and then you got I need them. a
1: longer tail. Yes. I love doing <laughs> Yeah, there there are times where you don't use that button, but nine mm-hmm. times out of ten, it's I would say gathering. Easy. Gathering <laughs> is probably the only time. Yeah. Yep. That I don't use that button. Yep. It's just so nice. And it saves me time. It saves me thread. It saves my yes, bobbin. Right. It makes Lots my bobbin go a lot longer you don't realize how much of that you're wasting when you pull your tail, right? Oh, my God.
0: Bianca, every time, she's like, do I pull it this much? And she's like, pu- I'm like, oh, God. Half gone. your bobbins
1: gone. You're like, yeah. Oh.
0: And I'm like, you do. <sighs>
1: okay. You so live it, and you
0: learn. Yeah. You live and you learn. I, I She um, has her own machine, but I do kind of like putting her on the baby lock because I have that feature. You know, yeah. it's like I want her to learn on the beginner machine just because it's a little bit more temperamental and she can learn how to troubleshoot and all that stuff. But there's less problems when she's on the baby. <laughs> I like that.
1: Too. Well, you also want her to have a good experience when she is right. learning to yeah. sew, so she doesn't get discouraged. She doesn't get frustrated and she doesn't want to quit. Oh yeah. I know. Right. So people who are using hand-me-down machines or they bought one, at a yard sale or thrift store and it's their first machine, just know that it may not be operating a hundred percent. And if it's your first machine and you don't know how to troubleshoot those things, you may not have an enjoyable experience. So a lot of times I really encourage people that if they're serious about sewing, they to dive in a little more and get more experience in front of machines, whether it's taking a class at a sewing store, going to a dealership and and having them sit, sit you in front of different machines just to learn about them, to help you make the right decision. So um, one of the things that um, and we could talk about that more here in a minute. But one of the other things that I love about computerized machines is I just get more bells and whistles. I do not mm-hmm. feel limited by what I can sew on a computerized machine. I have all the stitches I could possibly need. And then some a a, a lot more than I probably will ever use. Um, But it's depending on the type of sewing that you're doing. You you never know when you're going to reach for those. Mm -hmm. Um, And people say, well, I never use those decorative stitches. Maybe you should be.
0: Yeah, for sure. Try them
1: out. Take a scrap piece of fabric and just stitch them all out.
0: Yeah. next time you put a zipper in. Yeah. stitch. Why not? Or you're
1: making a little zipper pouch. You don't have to do a straight line top stitch. No. Or if you're putting a binding on, you don't have to do straight line. You could do a decorative stitch. Mm -hmm. So, and I've done that many times. um, And it's a fun way to add a little extra flair to your project um, and level it up a little bit. So it's, Mm -hmm. I think it's worth taking it for a spin. Um, I actually use the lettering feature on some of my computerized machines more than I thought I would. Um, sometimes even just to put my initials or you can put like, if you're doing garments, you could put the size like SM for small Aww. or something like that, like stitched mm-hmm. into the back of the shirt, like really easy or into, you know, the waistband or something, just so you know what size it is. Cause mm-hmm. again, handmade clothes don't have uh tags. Yeah. Um, so I don't know. There's, there's a lot of different features on computerized machines and I'm not saying that. Mechanical machines are bad by any means. I have several sitting right here behind my camera Mm. um, and I use them all the time. And I've, I've owned mechanical machines. My first machine that I was gifted by from my mom was a mechanical baby log. And I still have it. Um, It is so heavy. (laughs) Yeah. And it has yellowed, um, (laughs) but it it still works, but it is very heavy machine.
0: Yeah, I learned on Um, a Kenmore. Yeah, it was a mechanical, and um, it was hard to learn on though, and I was very confused many times as to why my mom enjoyed sewing so much as a child.
1: Well, until I I I got a
0: machine, and I was like, oh, once you eliminate the stress of the machine, yeah, it's glorious.
1: Yeah, if you're struggling with your machine more than anything else Mm -hmm. it's not you it's the machine yeah
0: it was always a tension like i feel like her tension like her bobbin tension would would i don't know like it was she was always constantly taking that bobbin out and and like you know turning the screw and i'm like it's just like i don't understand like if if this is how it is every time you sew like i would never get anything done
1: I think a lot of times some of the older machines, because they would move around a lot, right? Yeah, shake a lot, that screw would come loose and you would have to constantly readjust it. I think that's probably what it was. And it can be very frustrating. The other Mm -hmm. thing I want people to consider is specialized machines. So if you know, Mm -hmm. like I am a quilter or I do a lot of embroidery, or I am strictly a bag maker and I need a semi-industrial or an industrial machine, like that is your niche. And you are Mm -hmm. really going to stay in that niche there are specialized machines for those types of sewing. Uh, and, and I would definitely do some research on that. So, yeah. um, you know, take some time to figure out what the benefits are of those specialized machines. Um, there are embroidery machines that only do embroidery, which means you can't just sew on it. There's some that do both. Maybe you need a machine that can do both. You need mm-hmm. to keep that in mind. Um, so I would definitely... do some research if you want a specialized machine.
0: But with that being said, my Presto 2 is a quilting machine. Mm -hmm. And the reason why I, I mean, I'm I'm not a big quilter, but I do small projects. And Mm -hmm. I really liked the fact that it had a very large throat. Yes, because it's a quilting machine, so it just gave me more surface area. Yeah, so I, I chose it because it was a quilting machine, even though I don't use
1: it as a quilting machine, right? It, but know, it's the same type of materials that you would be right. yeah. using for sure um, for quilting. So hmm. it's it's a combination there. Um, you know, when I said like bag making, you know, that's it, depending on the type of bags you're making. But obviously, I can get you're on using, my baby lock. Yeah, if you're if you're doing like a lot of like thick leathers vinyls all of that kind of stuff Mm -hmm. you may want to look into a semi-industrial or an industrial machine um there's a lot of different machines out there i know it can be very overwhelming and we're hoping that we're just saying some key words through this podcast Mm -hmm. that gets you thinking oh i've never really considered that or that's something that i need to remember to keep in mind when i'm looking for a new machine well i just want people Um, to know that like just because it says it's a
0: quilting machine doesn't mean you have to be a quilter. So no. don't don't look at that and be like, Oh, well I can't buy that machine because it's clearly just for quilting. It's a regular well, not- sewing machine at the end of the day.
1: <laughs> right. So yeah. that's one of the questions that I get asked a lot, even at work, we have mm-hmm. categories for our machines and mm-hmm. they will label them as quilting. And I'm like, but I can yeah, I sew can a garment on that and I can do a bag on that and I can, so lace on that, but I could also run some denim through that. Yeah, and it even right? For the for yeah. the. Community. So unless it's strictly like a basic mending machine with like two stitches, I really can do a lot on it. Mm-hmm. Um, so I've, I've had, it's hard. I recently went through and categorized all of our products all of them in a spreadsheet but within six categories and someone was like why are you using all six categories for all these machines I was like because they can all do it (laughs) that's right they can quilt they can garment they can craft they can bag they can do all these things so unless it's an embroidery machine you know and I'll throw that category in there but otherwise yeah like I I don't know I mean you can do a lot yeah, on for one sure. machine. yeah it's not a one one machine does not fit into yeah. just one category Pass the
0: label uh, that, yeah, they, that yeah. they wrote on the website or whatever a lot
1: of times they'll say it's a quilting machine because it comes with an extension table and they yeah, throw in a walking left. foot yeah. or something like and it's computerized you mm-hmm. know so that's where like okay well if i want to do more bags and i want bigger sewing space and it comes with an extension table I'm, that's awesome yeah that's awesome right like so it, you have to look past the name, mm-hmm. like Ashley said. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's important to research and compare brands. Um, I Y'all know that I work for Singer, Viking, and Fof. Um, I know those machines very well, but there are other sewing brands out there. Um, I do not discriminate. And I feel like you have to find what you like. Um, mm-hmm. It could and be a Singer, Viking, and Fof, or it could be a different brand. I've had different brands in the past, and there there's nothing wrong with that. Um, But, you know, just because it's a popular brand in the market doesn't mean that it's the right brand for you. Or just because someone that you follow that does a lot of the same sewing Mm -hmm. that you do has that machine doesn't mean it's the right machine for you. And that is one of the feedbacks that I got from people Mm. is saying, I bought this machine because I saw so many people in my Uh. specific niche using it. And then when I got it, I instantly regretted it because it didn't really do what I needed it to do. And they ended up trading it in and getting another machine that they should have gotten from the beginning because Mm -hmm. they just took someone else's word for it. It doesn't mean that it was a bad machine. It just wasn't the right machine for them. So again, I think it's important. One of the things that I wrote on here though, in our notes was reading reviews and testimonials. And this is a double-edged sword.
0: Take it everything with a grain of salt. (laughs)
1: Because a lot of the times I think if you're looking at a top of the line performance machine, you're going to have someone leaving a review that's already an experienced sewist typically. Right. Okay. Because the people investing in top of the line, high end, more expensive machines are not usually beginners. Okay. Mm -hmm. When you're looking at beginner level machines and you're getting reviews, nine times out of 10, their issue was user error, Mm -hmm. not the machine because they're beginners and they don't know what they're doing yet, or they don't know how to troubleshoot. Now there are times where a machine is just a lemon, just like a car. Sometimes you get a car and you're like, it's brand new, but it's got all these issues just like a machine can have that. It's happens in the manufacturing process and it's impossible to eliminate all of that. Um, And so that's why you need to pay attention to your warranty. Mm -hmm. Don't sit on it. Don't wait past a year follow up. If you're having issues, figure it out or return it. And you know, if you can, but that's why I had someone yesterday message me and they were like, I just don't know. And I was like, how long have you had this machine? It's like, it'll be a year in May. And I was like, uh, mm. I need you to call them. I need yeah. you to call them immediately because it can take time to process that. And if you wait till you're at that one year mark, your warranty will slip on by and you're stuck with that. Yeah. So just pay attention to those things. If you're having issues, Don't keep struggling through it. Mm -hmm. Like ask questions, get help, get a resolution. It could just be the machine has something wrong with it. It could be a simple fix by a mechanic um, who works on machines, or it could be where they need to swap it out for one that's working properly and you just got a dud and that happens.
0: I Um, think also you should go and, well, for me, my baby lock was there's a dealer down the road for me. And when you have a dealer, you can almost like make friends with them. So if you feel like there's something wrong or you, you know, you've bought the machine at this dealer, you spoke to them, you maybe have their email address so you can send them a quick email. Like I know who like helped me and sat me down and taught me how to use the machine at that store. So buying a machine in that way kind of helps keep you, you know, absolutely. Do you you know what I mean? Right.
1: No. Well, that leads into my next um, of course. topic because <laughs> I was going to say the best thing I can recommend is test driving your sewing machine. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So whether you're a beginner looking for your first machine or you're looking to upgrade to a computerized machine or you're looking for a specific machine for the type of sewing that you're doing, um, go to a dealership. Mm -hmm. Go to multiple dealerships because not all dealers sell the same types of machines or the same brands. So I recommend that you shop around, get some experience, sit in front of the machines, um, spend some time with them. Maybe they have a class that you can sign up for. Just let them know, like, I'm serious about this investment. I really want to understand what I'm getting, what I'm signing up for, what I'm investing in. And I want to make sure it's the right investment for me because I plan on keeping it for a long time. And I want to do X, Y, and Z. Like Be very open with them. Say, this is what I want to sew, but... I also would like to be able to do this in the future maybe or whatever, you know, like here's some key things. Remember those things I told you to write down. Like I, it has to have a scissor snip button or it has to have speed control or it has to have a one step button hole or whatever your must have is. Mm-hmm. It needs to come with an extension table or have one available as an accessory. Cause not all machines do like yeah. those kind of things are things that you need to write down, take that into the store and say, these are my must haves, These are my deal breakers, but also tell them like be very upfront. Like this is my budget. Like if I were to purchase a machine today, this is all that I could spend. Be very clear about that because they're going to want to show you a machine that's in your budget, but then they're going to want to show you a machine that's a little above your budget that has maybe a few more little bells and whistles. That's going to be very enticing. And if you can stretch it, do it, if that's what you want to do. But I recommend that you go in knowing, having a game plan, and be willing to walk away if you, you don't find something that meets all of your needs, because out of all the brands and all the sewing machines out there, there is one that will fit your needs. There is. Sometimes you just have to dig a little deeper. Okay. So don't rush it. Mm -hmm. That was another feedback that I got from our listeners. I rushed, my machine broke and I needed something immediately. And I just bought this on a whim and I didn't take the time to research it. And I regret it. Um, so don't rush, mm-hmm. take your time, plan it out. I mean, I, I, and, and it's okay to look at other places outside of dealerships or big stores. Um, I bought my industrial machine off Facebook marketplace, but I was searching for that type of machine for a year. I did not rush it. I waited for it to come to me. <laughs> so, you know, you just have to kind of. you know, plan it out and be prepared. Um, Definitely, definitely reach out to people that you know that have experience with the type of machine that you're considering. So if you have someone that you follow, like I had um, someone that follows me reach out um, asking about my serger that I love that I said I'll be buried with. And it's not an, an inexpensive serger by any means. But they asked for my recommendation and they had the budget for it and they went and got it that day and they love it. I'm not gonna steer you wrong. I'm not gonna, I'm very clear about it and I sent her a ton of information, more than she probably would have gotten at the store, to be honest. Um, but I sew on it all the time.
0: So, with that all being the- said, you are allowing people to come to you and ask you for your. They opinion. already
1: do and I love it. You I love more, it though. <laughs> I don't, you know what? I'll, I mean, if someone says, You know, because people have said, well, which, which, you know, serger should I get or something? And I'm like, well, I mean, what's your budget? We talk, what do you need it to do? Um, I've helped people decide between getting a serger, a cover stitch, or introduce them to a five thread that can do both. So, I mean, there's, and they didn't even know that existed. You don't know what you don't know, right? So this is Mm -hmm. part of them doing the research, what I'm telling them to do. I'm always happy to help. Um, But if they ask me, well, you know, what are your thoughts on this brand? And it's not a brand that I'm familiar with. I'll be very honest with them about that and say, look, I can only speak to the machines that I know. I don't want to speak to machines that I'm not familiar with Mm -hmm. um, or that I haven't worked a lot with. And yeah. that's, but, but, but I've said, Hey, but Ashley uses that brand. You should go ask her, you know, like I, I may know someone who is more familiar with those brands and I can point you in the right direction, but mm-hmm. I, I appreciate people who take the time to ask the questions. Um One thing that um I don't know what all brands do this, but I know that singer's website has this because they have so many different types of machines. It can be overwhelming. Um, but they have a machine finder feature. So a lot of those questions that I was saying earlier about what type of sewing do you do? Um, what kind of materials do you sew? How often do you sew? What are some of the features you need? Those are some of those questions, like a little Q and a questionnaire that you fill out and it'll kind of narrow down hmm. the machines to say, okay, you need to look at these and it gives you a starting point. So that's another way that I've, I've sent people that machine finder quiz and I'm like, start here. And then show me what results come from that. And I'll tell you my experience with each of those. And then you can make the best decision for yourself. I never push anybody into a machine. I let them make that decision for themselves because at the end of the day, it's your money. It's your sewing. But I mean, I use these machines all the time. So Mm -hmm. I can definitely tell you my opinions on each of them that you may not like, oh, well, this one, like the... This heavy-duty 6700C and the heavy-duty 6800C. When you look at them side-by-side, side, they're identical. But there's a couple of features that you wouldn't immediately catch that are different. The 6700C does not have the scissor snip button, but mm-hmm. the 6800 does. Um, the 6700C does not have the twin-needle feature, the 6800 does. So those could be deciding factors. There's also like a whole nother list of decorative stitches on the 6,800 C that you don't get on the 6,700. But at the same time, like they have a lot of the same features. So if it comes down to budget, that may be your decision deciding factor there. But I mean, those are things that when you, someone who's never looked at these machines before and they see them side by side, they're like, the same. Yes, yes,
0: yes, yes. So
1: I can get how it can be overwhelming and confusing for sure.
0: Right. Um,
1: but I will say, you know, we had, like I said, so many things come back. Um, I have so many screenshots and um, I wish I had time to read through mm-hmm. all of these. Um, but a lot of them were, I'm, I'm glad I took the time to research. I'm glad I went and took a class. I'm glad I went and test drove it in a store. Mm-hmm. Um, I really recommend doing that. If you can do it. I don't Um, think mine
0: was in in the store. I think they only carried the really expensive ones, but I would even go on YouTube and watch other people. Like if they have a sewing tutorial and they use that machine or just Mm -hmm. watching the instructional videos, just to see how it acts and behaves and, and just feel like I have experience with it because I can watch it through a video, even though I maybe can't get my hands on it. You know, and that was well, the there's something research. that
1: we do at Singer called getting started videos for our machines. So mm-hmm. if you go to our YouTube channel, we'll have a playlist of that machine and we'll break down, like, if you were to buy this machine and take it out of the box, like, here's how to thread it. Yeah. Here's all the features. Here's how to do these stitches. Here's how to adjust this. You know, here's how to wind a bobbin. And it walks you through the basics so you can get started sewing on it. But you can mm-hmm. watch those videos before you buy the machine to say, okay, it does have that feature that I want. Also, our machines have digital manuals. So once you buy the machine, you're not going to get a booklet in the box because mm-hmm. we're trying to save some trees. So you go to our website, you find that machine that you just bought, and you can download the manual as like a PDF. And then you can go through, but you can look at that manual before you buy it as well yes, to see exactly. all those features and the accessories and dive in a little deeper. Mm-hmm. Um, so do your research. Take the time. You're investing in your hobby. and If you want to have a good sewing experience, set yourself up for success by taking the time to do some research.
0: Well, you know, Um, there was, I was talking to somebody yesterday and she's in the market for a serger and she, right now she has a, an entry level one. And she was saying that she uses her, she sews every day. Mm -hmm. And you know how when like you go and buy a mattress and it's just like, I just need a mattress. And it's like, right. but You spend like a third of your life in that bed. (laughs) Maybe you should spend a little bit more money so you can be more comfortable. It it, it kind of is the same way. This yeah. girl also had four babies, and I'm like, you know what? You deserve a good machine. You have four yes. babies, okay? That's your push present, yourself. right? Break yeah. Yourself. So I don't. I'm not saying to go out and break the bank or anything, but no. you need to think of it like, how much do you use it? You know, yeah. like it's the same thing as your mattress. If you use it a lot, maybe you make some money from it. You know yeah maybe splurge a little
1: <laughs> yeah save up yeah maybe exactly. maybe there's a few things around your house that you, you no longer sell, need yeah. and you can sell and uh, get some extra money stop going to starbucks every day for you'll a never regret
0: days. buying the expensive one um you'll you'll regret buying the crappy one because you the didn't want to wait you know, you. I not want to... I've
1: had one person message me and said, "Look, I spent all the money. I got the top okay. of the line machine. Well,
0: there's always a, a few.
1: But she's like, I'll never use these 900 stitches. She's like, sure. i have definitely overbought for what I needed. She's like, but we'll go two. She, she goes, but I still don't regret it. Well, you see? know, <laughs> well, there you go. All right. <laughs> It's all about meeting your needs and your budget. I mean, at the end of the day, I don't want you to spend all your money on the machine and not be able to buy fabric to sew. So, you know, know that you can do a lot with some basic machines. Um, But Take some time, do some research, sit in front of machines. You know, sometimes I get experience with other brands of machines when I go to expos or I take a class uh, because they're using different brands of machines. And it's like, I never sat in front of one of these. Like I sat in front Mm -hmm. of a semi-industrial machine for the first time at a quilt expo last year. And they had a booth where we could take like a make and take project. So for like eight bucks, we could make a little zipper pouch on it with vinyl, clear vinyl Mm -hmm. on a semi-industrial right there in the booth. And so we waited for the machine to come available to the machines to come available. And Jennifer and I sat down and we made it. I've never sewn on a straight stitch semi-industrial before. And I actually really enjoyed it. And I, it was a fun experience. And I have a lot of bag maker friends that have these machines. So it kind of helped me understand like why they like these machines yeah. and why now as a, someone who does more than bag making, that one machine wouldn't be enough for me, mm-hmm. right? I also need like, zigzag stitches in. and yeah. buttonholes and other things. but I got the enjoyment out of trying it so um and those machines are not commonly carried in right yep dealerships because they're more focused on like quilting and embroidery and those kind of things so Mm -hmm. um and garment sewing and stuff so uh, it was a great opportunity so go to those expos sign up for the classes try the different machines Mm -hmm. and just figure out what works for you go to a friend's house Start a sewing club and see what, what else everybody else is sewing on. That's mm-hmm. been fun to see too um, with my sewing club is all the different yeah. machines that different people are using and getting to experience them and see them firsthand. I mean, that's, that's fun for me. Um, so I definitely encourage you to, to take some time. Don't hesitate to ask me questions. I will not push you on anything. I just want to help you make the best decision for your sewing experience. There you go. That's my two cents. Welcome. Ashley, Thank do you, you have anything to, to add?
0: <laughs> no, Bethany's the expert. Go to her.
1: Oh, that's not true.
0: I'm just, I'm just trying to say, don't come to me. No, I mean, it's okay. You can come to me.
1: We both have run businesses off of our machines. Um, you know, I when I was going to say earlier, you know, the I think it was a Baby Lock mechanical that my mom handed me. Mm-hmm. Um, when I first started my bandana business, my pet bandana business, that's what I was sewing on.
0: Mm-hmm. And
1: about two months in, um, it was my birthday and my parents said, well, what do you want for your birthday? And I was like, I need a better sewing machine. Mm-hmm. This thing's driving me nuts. It's so loud. It's bouncing off the table. It's so big and heavy. And, um, so they got me, a what was it? A brother computerized machine. Um, from Costco for like 170 bucks at the time this was 2018 or 2019 and so this was years before I worked for Singer and um and it was night and day for me that was my first computerized machine and I was like oh
0: oh yeah Mm, I actually enjoy it.
1: once you sit down and sew on a computerized machine and you never have before it's it's a new experience in all the best ways. Um, so don't be scared of it. Give it a try. Borrow a friend's. Go to a dealership. Just just take a mm-hmm. class. Mm-hmm. Um, now, I will say this. If you go to a dealership and you get a machine, you need to make sure you sign up for the classes that they offer. A lot of times they'll offer a free class to learn how to use your machine. Do it. Whether you're an experienced sewist or not, do it. Have them... Mm-hmm show you how to use it, make sure you understand it. Um, yeah. Every machine is different. And then if there are any issues, they can address it right there.
0: Yeah. Right? When I went to pick up my baby lock, she had like, it was like a time slot that mm-hmm. I just like went there and yeah. it was already out of the box and everything, which mm-hmm. I almost was like, mm. but, <laughs> but she wanted to watch me thread it. She wanted yeah. She did it first. And then she's like, okay, now you. And then she wanted me to try out the decorative stitches and, yes. and the letter stitches too. And, uh, great you know, answering
1: questions, yeah,
0: answered any of the questions that I had. And then mm-hmm. I was ready to go. So I was just like, I learned it all when I just went I to go pick it up. I one of the things
1: that surprises me most is how many people get a machine and don't realize what all those accessory feet are used for. That is a great opportunity to say, hey, can you tell mm-hmm. me what these accessory feet do and maybe how to use some of them? Because a lot of people just avoid them. Yeah. They don't ever switch out their foot. They don't dive into that. They don't understand the purpose or the need of or when to use those. And they all have a purpose and a need and a use. And, I mean, I'm telling you, just go and ask questions. Get to know your machine. Get to know the accessories that come with it. You'll have a much more enjoyable sewing experience and you'll, you're will you investing in your investment. You're investing mm-hmm. in your hobby with this. So I'm excited to, for you guys to get your machines and get to know them. And um, yeah. Mm-hmm. So congrats on those who got a new machine recently.
0: Yeah. That's
1: Christy. always fun. <laughs> Again, YouTube is a great resource for advice and tips and whatnot. It um, is. And I hope yeah, you guys. my channel too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Shameless so... plug. Shameless plug. <laughs> All right, so I think it's time for our weekly confessions. You ready? I'm ready. Now, please know if you. I know I said this at the beginning of our podcast, but these are anonymous confessions. Um, we're going to be sharing one a week. This week, we are sharing two, just because. They go hand in hand and it's the first time we're doing it. So why not? Um, But yeah, we're excited to share this with you guys. And we appreciate you submitting them. These are super fun to read. Um, There are a lot of times they're things we're all thinking and just don't say, right? Um, So this is a safe place. They're anonymous. And if you want to submit your own confession, go over to our website, thesocialhourpodcast.com and submit it there. Again, Unless you tell us your name in the comment, we won't know who it is. And there's no limits. So (laughs) yeah, if you got multiple confessions, we want to hear them all. all This this week's confession. Ashley, do you want to read it? Uh, I don't have it up in front of me. So go for it. I'll read it. In college, in the sewing room. I had all the ladies drinking Smirnoff ice in order to help me get all the lids for my design. I was working on at the time. Security would come check on us and we all hid under the sewing tables. <laughs> so
0: are they coming in to be like, I, I we keep hearing people in this room.
1: I think they were coming in to see what they were probably giggling about why they were getting so loud and they were hiding the alcohol. Also, Smart off ice, man. That's a throwback, that it right? there. it is
0: so much like that was the best ever. Uh, was it though? No, we were like mm, so good. Mm, lemon, yeah. So
1: bad. <laughs> it's a um, summer drink. <laughs> the second confession, which goes along with this theme, is don't drink and sew. The two times I did, I hurt myself badly.
0: <laughs> oh God, I that's one thing I've never done, and uh, for good reason.
1: I mean, I feel like I've had, like, a glass of wine before after a really stressful day. But but I'm not, like, I don't drink drink anyways, so... Yeah. I've never done that, but, I mean, it's like, okay, the sip and stroke thing where you, have you know, go and have drinks and do a painting, that's safe.
0: Right, because it's not anything sharp.
1: (laughs) Yeah, there's nothing harmful about painting, really. Um, I'm sure someone's going to comment and tell me how it is, but... This is like needles and pow- scissors, high-powered machines tlenos. and scissors and rotary cutters and yeah, we're we're not mixing alcohol with sewing, y'all. No. Please don't.
0: Do not recommend. But yeah, do not. If recommend. you do, then invite us.
1: All right. Well, that was this week's confessions. We hope you've enjoyed this podcast. If it has been helpful to you, or if you have some advice that you feel like would be beneficial to our listeners on this topic, please leave a comment over on our YouTube channel on this video. We would love to see that. We love seeing your comments Mm -hmm. and be sure you're subscribing to our channel while you're over there and we'll see you next week. Happy sewing. Bye.